What is up, GCF fam? It's your boy Sean here with another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. Week nine, Mike. Week nine election special. How are we feeling? Uh, feeling great, man. Um, uh, fantasy football is fucking amazing to me. I don't know this about you, but that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you shared that with us. I appreciate that input. Um, fantasy guru. Great. Breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Grand Central Fantasy has been elected uh, the greatest fantasy sports uh, football website out there. Thank you very much. Insert clapping hands there, please. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. New sign. Mike, before we get started, I have to, we have to give a shout out to our boy, one of our best followers, Jerry McDermott and the Pather Pylons shout out. Did you see him uh, hit us up in the DMs asking for a shout out for his uh, fantasy team? Yeah, absolutely, man. Big shout out to him. And uh, yeah, we love you, bro. That's my guy. That's my guy. Um, all right, Mike, do we got anything to get started? Is there anything you want to talk about or you just want to hop right into it? Um, I'm sure no one really gives a fuck about, you know, our personal lives or anything. Oh, uh, real quick. How was your Halloween, bro? You Weren't you supposed to wear like that uh, schoolgirl outfit or something? Dude, I, I I wear that, but that's just between me and the missus. You know what I'm saying? That's not a Halloween oh, thing. Oh, shit. That's all right, every year. Yeah, you know? all right. Forget please it. Let me, let, let me just get into my uh, respect segment and we'll- Please don't kink shame. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway, sorry to put that image in your head, folks, but we're going to get shit started as always with Blech. the world's favorite segment, Put some respect on his name. Let's get shit started with my boy, Patrick Mahomes, the AFC player of the week, and it wasn't even close. So let's be serious. We knew he would torch the Jets, but he's yet to make an appearance on this segment. So I've been dying to give it to him, and here it is. 416 yards, five touchdowns. And his father played for my New York Mets. Uh, I had to throw oh, that man. in there. My Mets, the up and rising Mets. Put some respect on his name. Money. Here we go. Philip Rivers. Yes, we're turning oh, back the gross. clock a little, Sean. Rivers, gross. he's been shamed all season by people like you. Uh, how he needs to hang it up. Yeah, tell that to his winning record with the Colts. He's killing it there. Uh, That's two straight games with three touchdown performances. Um, Yeah, put some respect on his fertile name, uh, the father of 30 kids. Very fertile. And next, let's go with someone I think you're going to appreciate a lot, and that's um, Giovanni Bernard. Ooh, Gio, baby. Yeah, I can just say respect on the stash and, uh, you know, end it there, but we're going to go a little deeper. Uh, The past two weeks, uh, starting for Mixon, Gio's finished third in PPR scoring. Not bad for a, quote, old running back, unquote, but – Three touchdowns combined the last two weeks, and uh, he was he's a weak winner for some of you guys out there. Put some respect on my cousin's name. Here we go. We're going to go with Corey Davis. Credit Corey. alert, Sean. Credit All alert. Right. To me. You know, to I me. said Davis wasn't going to be a huge factor with A.J. Brown back, and he hit me with the ultimate uppercut. Um, he, surpri- he surprised me. He finished fourth in PPR, 10 targets, eight catches, 128 yards, a touchdown. Stop the presses, put some respect on his name. Last but not least, let's put some respect on you guys. That's right. Our oh, followers. Shit. There's the clap UCF again. Fam. There's the clap. Dang. Yeah, I pressed the clap button. With the help from you guys retweeting, liking, commenting, and just listening to us, we eclipsed we eclipsed the 3,000 follower mark on Twitter, which is we a huge accomplishment. It, we're pumped, as you could tell in my voice. Sean's pumped. We're very appreciative. Very you guys are fucking rock stars. You deserve more respect than Jesus fucking Christ himself. Put some That's respects right. on your name. Clap your tap your back. You did it. You did it for us. Thank you so much. I had when we hit three thousand, I had a half chub, and I still have that half chub. It's been lasting all week. You should call um, the doctor then because that's not good. I should, I should. But listen, it just it feels too good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Um we <laughs> We love all the followers as usual. We're going to keep growing, but you know, like, like me and Mike always say, keep showing love on the Twitter, keep going to the 
website, grandcentralfantasy.com, hit up the rankings, hit up the must starts, all that, all that good stuff. We're all there for you. And uh, Mike, I love that. And you know, people are going to, people are going to shit on the Mahomes pick a little bit, but we actually got a lot of people asking if they should start Mahomes on Sunday. And of course, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. (laughs) They thought he was going to rest, and I get it. But listen, you don't draft Pat Mahomes to bench him. You know what I mean? So always start Mahomes. Always start your studs. Um, you know, and I just expect even more from Mahomes. But now we got off the hottest segment in fantasy football. Put some respect on his name. Now we're going to take it down, slow it down a little bit. little negative energy. Wah, That's wah, my specialty. Wah. That is my specialty, baby. Let's take some respect off their goddamn name. This one, let's let's lead off. This is going to hurt a little bit for me, Mike. And you too, but for different reasons. Number one, Deontay Johnson. My Your guy. Boy. <laughs> one catch for six yards. Went into the fucking injury 10, of course. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, God, I got her. Who called it? This guy, man, he he is the epitome of boomer bust. He went from possible keeper to me to maybe trade bait. If I have him, I'm holding on to him. But you really gotta kind of you're he's he's a flex. He's demoted to a flex option for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Next up, oh, we got oh my god, we got another one of my guys, Jonathan Taylor. Eleven carries for twenty two yards. Got outpaced by Jordan Wilkins, the god from last year. Um, this is Jordan Wilkins' season, the end, the middle to the end of the fantasy season. Uh, he had 20 carries to Taylor's 11. It's not looking good for Taylor. Uh, you know, I really thought he was going to break out a little bit. It's just, it's time to either trade him or if you have Jonathan Taylor as your in one of your running back spots, running back one or running back two, you you probably know you're not going anywhere. I'm not breaking any news to you. Next, we got Scotty Miller, your boy Mike's uh, Mike's boy. Mike's a big fan of the white wide. These receiver. are a lot of your guys, man, on here. Damn, yeah, this, 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 this has got to hurt for you. Mike loves all the white players in the NFL. I don't know why. You guys can read between the lines. Um, but uh, he he went. Three catches for 35 yards. And I really thought he was going to have a big game. I thought we were going to see a much bigger um, output from him against the Giants. The Giants surprised a lot of people. And now that AB's coming back, Godwin looks like he's going to be back in a couple weeks. He he was with – did he practice today? Did you see, see anything about that? Didn't he practice or he was in meetings but they didn't say anything? Did you see anything about Godwin today, Mike? Uh, no, I didn't see too much about him. It was something like that. I think he's coming back sooner than they thought. So Scotty Miller, he's he's definitely he's done. Um, next up, second to last, uh, we got Mike's boy Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, Nineteen God. carries for sixty-three yards. It's the third straight week in a row where he's failed to crack double digits in mo- most leagues, depending on your uh, league settings. I mean, this guy, man. I mean. I don't know. We got into Zeke a lot last week, Mike. I don't know if we're going to get into him more this week, but or actually we are going to in starter sit, so I'll wait for that. Um, but yeah, Zeke, we, we got to take a lot of respect off him and the um, and the offensive line's name. And last but not least, I have a little bit of a respect warning, okay? We're not taking it off just yet. And Mike, I'm pretty sure you have him in your top five this week in your must-starts, but Tyler Lockett on the Seahawks, man. He four for 33. And Metcalf took over. All right. I'm going to need to see more consistency from Tyler Lockett, okay? You know what I don't need? Him to score 50 points one week and then fucking five the next. All right? I'd rather take 20 points a week from him every week than these monster games. Where's your head at with Tyler Lockett, man? Because I knew we were kind of a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I mean, every it just seems like... You know, Tyler Lockett goes off and it's like, oh, this is the Tyler Lockett show. And then DK Metcalf's in the background like, wait, hold on. What about me? And then he goes off. And then two weeks later, it's like it's a pattern that keeps going on and on. Uh, it's hard to hit, man. I mean, it's really hard to hit on the uh, the Seattle wide receivers right now. And yeah, you, you hit it, man. Like the consistency uh, factor is it's it's tough with them. I mean, the Seattle offense is amazing, but you, you don't know who the, the guy's going to be each week. You know what it reminds me of for you basketball fans out there? And, you know, me and Mike love the NBA. Well, I love the NBA. Mike loves college more. But 
when Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler are on the same team in Chicago, it, it's kind of like, like they both would take turns with the ball and like, you know, the, the offense would run through each one of them. They take turns throughout the games and each game they take over. I get the same vibe here. It's like one game. Oh, we got to get it to Metcalf. The next game, we got to get it to Lockett. We got to feed that They haven't figured out how to get the ball to both of them. And it's really really frustrating for Metcalf owners as well as Lockett owners because you're investing a high pick in these guys. I mean, they both went in like the third round for the most part, third, fourth round. Um, you know, in a lot of leagues, you're trading for these guys. They got high price tags, especially if you sold high on Lockett after his like 50 something point performance two weeks ago. I mean, you're probably feeling great right now, but I do still like Lockett long term, don't you, Mike? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I honestly like them both a lot long term. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It, it's really, it's really tough to hit on both of them. I mean, you heard last week. You guys heard me going off how saying Tyler Lockett's the number one clear wide receiver one on the on the Seahawks, and now it's like, dude, I don't. It, it's kind of similar, like. I mean, they're way better receivers than the Steelers, but just to go back when I spoke about the um, Steelers wide receivers, I think about two weeks ago, how it's like there's no clear number one wide receiver. It's almost like every week it's a new guy that steps up to the plate, you know? Mm-hmm. So You have Lockett seven this I week? I have him seventh this week, yes. And you have DK ninth. Yeah, so I have them, you know, right in the same area. I mean, and they should be almost top ten picks – Every week, you know, top 10 plays every week. So uh, regardless, you're starting them in your lineup, no matter what. It's just, you know, you you like to see a little bit more consistency. Exactly. Yeah. And guys, just another reminder, because it's really important before we uh, get into things to look forward to in week nine and beyond. Go to the rankings on the website. I say it every podcast. For those of you who are listening, you probably know or you've been loyal listeners, I mean. But for the people who are just joining us now, because we're always getting new followers, always new listeners to the podcast, on Sunday especially, because it's super, super busy for us, if you have a toss-up question, if it's a flex question, I get it. But if it's a same position question, you definitely want to go to our rankings because it's right there for you. Oh, should I start Teddy Bridgewater or Cam Newton? Well, Mike's got Bridgewater at 16 and he's got Cam at 18. Boom. You don't need to wait for us to get back to you. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely, definitely want to check out the website, grandcentralfantasy.com. And with that, Mike, what are we looking forward to in week nine? I, I think you got a big name cooking up over there, right? Sorry, I had to take a sip of water before I got into water. Our guy, yes, H H two O. Stay hydrated. Everyone's very important. Um, the guy that the guy. I am looking forward to in Week Nine, and probably everybody can't wait to see what's going to happen. Whether you want something good to come out of it or bad, is Antonio Brown of Legend. Tampa Bay. So the circus is making its next stop, Sean in. Tampa Bay. Love it. So Brown, you know, he's uh was officially reinstated um to um yesterday from the suspended list. And mm-hmm. uh according to Bruce Arians, he's gonna have a role in the offense Sunday against the Saints. Um now what that role is gonna be remains to be determined. You know, he didn't get much into that, it seems like, but uh if you ask a real one like your boy, because you know, I keeps it real. Um, I'm going to break it down to you. Uh, Antonio Brown is going to come out of the gates like a bat out of hell. He's got a chip on his shoulder to let the world know he's still one of the most dominant players in the league. He's back with a guy who he's he has some sort of uh, rapporteur, uh rapport with. Rapport, there we go. Rapport, but um, with uh Tampa Brady and wow. you know we know how Tampa Brady uh he, he loves to rub it in the world's face too so i think we're going to see him sh- smear it all over our faces how oh, yeah. look at me i got fucking Antonio Brown on my team so the reports are uh, the buccaneers were shocked was a word in how great a physical condition Antonio on, Brown man. was in when he showed up which you know obviously of course, of course um, Mr. they're going to say that yeah so um you know with Godwin potentially out. I think he's going to be out. And the Bucks. Uh, I, I was just looking too. It said that he went through the walkthrough with the Bucks. That's so, what it was. Yeah, I knew so it was something like walkthrough. That, yeah. So yeah, that's that's not 
practicing. But, um, you know, Godwin potentially out. The Bucks, you know, Tom Brady's loves shoving it down our throats with, with when his teams over the years, when they make moves with certain guys like this, like they don't spend too much money. You know, a guy gets released from a team, um, you know, with the Patriots, we've seen, we've seen that happen with a lot of players and Tom Brady always takes advantage of it. So, you know, I have this feeling that something special is coming Sunday. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a huge, you know, very high target value. And to me, he's a must start. We Hell know yeah. we've seen Antonio Brown. We know he's a superstar. We haven't seen him in a while now. We don't know what he's going to bring to the table right out the gate. But my gut feeling is Brady is going to force feed this motherfucker like it's the end of the world. I mean, I'm saying like 15 fucking targets and um, Antonio Brown's going to, uh, produce big right out of the fucking gate. Tell me how you feel. Fifteen is a lot. I I well, know, man. I'm I'm hyping myself you, up. Bro. I know. I was I'm gonna say myself. I love the energy though. I'm, man. Okay, maybe twelve. But I'm I'm saying double digit targets is definitely that's so good though, man. I oh, mean, yeah. here's the thing. I was big on Brown. If you listen to the podcast last week, um, I told you go get him before because now he's going to explode he, he is going to have a good game he's living with brady they have a connection on the field we saw it in that one game in uh new england last year antonio brown yes he's been away from the game yes you know he has a lot of problems off the field but in reality he's back he's still an elite wide receiver he doesn't have any injury issues and in, he's in prime shape i think he's going to have a big game but the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause is I don't trust this coaching staff. I don't really trust Bruce Arians 100%. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see them try to just ease him in a little bit this week. But long term, we're talking like playoff time, like week 14, 15, 16. I think you're right. I think we're talking about Antonio Brown being a wide receiver one again and you know, really, really watching him reclaim his role in fantasy football as a top option for sure with especially with uh your boy Tampa Brady get get out of here man it's it's a slam dunk i love it i'm excited yeah i'm i'm super excited and you know i think he's going to have a big workload too cuz chris godwin's going to be out um you had I, i'm not sure if scotty miller's dealing with something um some you know, type of uh, injury oh, and man. and he's been so you know uh, he's getting hyped up a lot, and he's had some pretty good weeks, but also some down weeks. I just feel like he's he's going to step in, and Tom Brady, like, I get it. In the most part, you know, in a situation like this, you would think that um, he's going to get eased into the situation, and I kind of have with my uh, next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, we'll get to that a little later um, about a player that I think is going to get eased in, but th- normally you would think some guy would get eased in, but this is just like a totally different scenario to me. Um, and it's just kind of like, you know, we're going to prove to the world that Antonio Brown's still a god and Tom Brady's going to be all about it because he's a cocky SOB. Exactly, man. Exactly. We we love AB going into this week. Um, you know, next up, I got a guy who I'm keeping an eye on. Now, he had a massive game last week. Um, depending on what league you were in, I mean, he he carried the ball 30 times for 163 yards, three touchdowns. Two catches, 63 yards, and one touchdown. You already know I'm talking about our guy, Dalvin Cook, uh, one of the best fantasy players out there. Um, This week, I mean, we're not going to see him replicate that again, probably. uh, But, you know, he definitely looks to be healthy. I want to keep an eye on his health moving forward. He plays Detroit this week at home. I think he's going to tear them up. His playoff schedule, it's looking like Tampa Bay on the road, Chicago at home, and New Orleans on the road. My question to you is, Mike, how do you feel about Dalvin Cook with the trade deadline approaching? Would you go out and make an aggressive off offer for him and try to buy high on him after his massive game? And if you're the Dalvin Cook owner, are you looking to sell high and try to, try to get maybe a couple pieces for him? Because we do know that injury bug is you know right in his backyard most of the time. How are we feeling about a Dalvin Cook move? Because we got a lot of trades coming. The deadlines are coming for a lot of teams. We're getting close to Thanksgiving. You know what? I think it's worth looking at 
uh, to see what Dalvin Cook's value is. And I would say that about anybody in fantasy. It just doesn't hurt to see what you can get for a guy. And like, you know, you you talked about the schedule. He has a very easy schedule uh, these next coming weeks. Uh, probably one of the best schedules before the playoffs. Then you get to the playoffs and he has some tough opponents, uh, some teams that fare well against the run. You got the Buccaneers, you got the Bears, and then you got the Saints. Um, we also got to take into factor two Dalvin Cook's injury history. That's a mm-hmm. real. That's a real situation. Last year was the first time he finally saw the field for, and I don't even think it was sixteen games. I think he missed two of them. But I think it's fair to just you know see what you can get for him. It might depend on your situation. Your situation might be different than someone else's. And when I mean what I mean by situation, maybe you're sitting at I don't know three and five, and you know you're on the outside looking in. Maybe if you have Dalvin Cook on your team, you can try to swing that for a couple big name players to uh, exactly. fill out some depth on your roster. Now I'm not I'm not preaching it to get rid of Dalvin Cook because he's obviously one of the best fantasy players by far, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt to see his value, see what you can get for him, uh considering all those things I just said. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you got to be in the right position. Um, you know, if you're a first place team, Dalvin Cook's your best player. You're probably keeping him, but this is a perfect moment in time as far as fantasy trades because he's probably never going to score this many points again this year. Uh, we saw it with Lockett two weeks ago. Where it's he, the most points anyone scored, I believe, this year in fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Like we saw it with Lockett, and then a lot. We were telling a lot of people, "Hey, maybe consider trading him." I mean, he's a perfect sell high candidate. I mean, right now he's. It depends on the league you're in with scoring, obviously. But if he's not the number one fantasy player, he's number two. Um, so I would I would explore going to get him because I think if he's healthy, I think we're really hit seeing his. We're about to see his peak as a player in general general but a fantasy player overall um you know so i would definitely go get him i also wouldn't be afraid to ship him off because of his injury history so definitely you gotta make sure you're in the right um situation and if you have any questions obviously hit us up on twitter at grand central fan give us the specifics we can kind of guide you down the road of moving a superstar player like this and uh speaking of superstar players mike who do you got next up for us yeah, week nine, it's uh, another guy returned into the field who we haven't seen in a while, and that's our boy CMC. Folks, folks, the wait is over. CMC said, I'm back, baby, and he'll most likely be ready to roll on Sunday. His first game since injuring his ankle since I believe it was week two. So this is huge news because, not to state the obvious, you guys either drafted him number one overall if you have him, and several of you also out there traded for Run CMC. Uh, you guys, you know, you traded from a uh, couple weeks maybe into him being hurt. You know, trying to get some value right now, uh, trying to get some value for down the road, and now it's here. He's back, baby. He's back. So we all know who CMC is, right? Christian McCaffrey, we all know who he, you know who he is. I know you're not good with nicknames, Sean, but we know who I'm CMC not, is. But I do, I do know CMC. All right, so knock up for this. We're gonna, uh, we all know who CMC is, and and we're feeling, you know, we know how we're feeling about CMC's first game back um, in close to two months. Uh, I am a little lower on CMC than most in the industry this Ooh. week. This week, okay. Okay. I, I have him ranked, I believe, fifth in our rankings. And I'm here. A lot of people already have him number one, number two. And I'm kind of pumping the brakes on that. I'm tampering my expectations. I even thought about putting him sixth or seventh. And here's why What's the need to push CMC's first game back? None. He had an ankle injury that may not be fully 100%. Okay. That's a running back dealing with an ankle injury. You also have Mike Davis, who was ranked the fourth ranked running back in PPR from weeks three to eight. The guy was fucking tremendous. You couldn't ask from the Panthers couldn't ask for much more out of him. Fan, fantasy owners couldn't ask for much more out of him. And I hope you guys traded him like two weeks ago before you know CMC was coming back. Maybe some knucklehead, you know, took bait. I'm sure. So you know, 
Um, CMC is obviously going to be a huge part of their game plan. Uh, he's going to have an enormous workload, um, but I don't think it's going to be as enormous as we as we've been accustomed to for these reasons. Now, um, I'm not saying that you know don't start him. Obviously, I have the guy ranked you know in the top five. He's a fifth running back for Christ's sake. But I feel like CMC, um, you know, it's it's just not. It's not right for the Panthers to just throw him out there uh, to the Wolves right off the bat. And like we were saying, you know, with Antonio Brown's situation before, you feel like they're going to, you know, bring him gently into the mix. That's how I'm feeling about CMC. There's no reason um, to let Mike Davis get on the field, get a bunch of reps because we've seen how great he has. uh, He's been. Um, So. I want to let you guys know if CMC gets on the field and he doesn't catch 10 catches, 200 yards, fucking four touchdowns, don't panic. It's not going to happen. I feel like he's going to have uh, obviously a running back one uh, type of day for you, but it's not going to be something crazy right off the bat. How do you feel, Sean? Yeah, no, I mean, I like McCaffrey. You obviously have to start him. I think it's in the same vein. I do think they're going to ease him in, but – we're going to be looking at a situation like a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt type situation. Um, I think McCaffrey's going to get not, you know, crazy carries. I think he's probably going to get like, I don't know, 10 to 12, but all he needs is a couple beast runs. I think he's going to get the majority of the goal line work because he usually does. I do think they're going to baby him just a little bit, but you have, Obviously has to start him. I think his ceiling, though, probably is like a high-end RB2 uh, because unless he breaks off some crazy big run, which obviously he could. He's the best fantasy player by far. Um, we could definitely see that, but I don't expect a huge, huge game from him against Kansas City this week as we move forward and he proves to the coaching staff and himself that he's healthy. This is definitely something I see we could um, – you know, keep going with CMC. I think if you made a move for him or you treaded water and you're still in the playoff race and now you got McCaffrey coming back, I think you're in perfect shape because all reports are that he's looking good, you know, so I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, he's a full go. You guys, obviously you have to start him. Just, you know, it's, I'm seeing all these websites and all these people talking about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's your number one running back out of all running backs this week. I just can't see it. His first game back, yeah. especially especially how great Mike Davis is, especially um, uh, the type of injury that he had. You know, he can eat that can easily he can easily re injure himself with that injury if you push him too hard. So I think Carolina is going to be smart with that. The offense has been ver- played very well without him. Obviously, they're going to be better with him. But I have him as a um, – he's going to have running back one numbers this week. He's going to do a lot of damage out of the backfield too, as he always does. PPR format, he's going to kill it. PPR, the only format, just to let the you guys know. Format. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready for Christian McCaffrey. But, you know, it, when he doesn't rush for 200 yards this week, like don't run to, yeah. to the fucking trade wire. Okay, yeah. and, uh, we got to get rid of him now, you know, so – yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm very excited for Christian McCaffrey. I can tell. I can tell you're very into it over there, and I and I agree. I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be great. I don't have McCaffrey in any leagues because I wasn't lucky enough to get the first pick, um, but I think he's definitely going to be back to his normal self. And I don't think they're gonna baby him. Listen, football players, they're getting paid to play. If they're healthy, if they're active. They're going to play, all right? We, we've been hearing it about him, about Eckler, who we'll get into it a little bit later. The droppable Eckler, we've just passed week eight. Um, you know, this is this is kind of where we got to be. Just just start start these guys, okay? Start your studs, like I always say, like everybody always says, you know, this is what we have to do. And speaking of running backs, Mike, I have a question. This is my one thing to really look forward to that I'm curious about. And we've, we've gone over a lot of big names so far, which is a little different than what we normally do, but they've been relevant, and a lot of people have them on their teams. This is the week. Chase Edmonds and the Arizona Cardinals go. They play Miami. Miami's defense has been a little better than people expected, but still can get um, got here and there. Do we think he takes the next step to be that – Bonafide high end RB two, low end RB one. Do we start the Chase Edmonds show this week? Does he take the job from Drake? We talked about it a little bit last week. 
What are we thinking? Absolutely, bro. It starts this week, baby. Chase Edmonds is here to stay, baby. The Chase Edmonds Show. I hope so, man. Come get some. I really do. I'm a little... I'm just a little worried about how they're going to use him. I just don't know, man. I don't know. I, I got to see it. I got to see it. You got to see what? When when the guy is given the opportunity to be the starting runner back, he fucking is, he run, he's run away with it. Look what he did last year. I talked about it last week against the Giants. Um, then he had the injury. Drake stepped in. What are you, are you worried about Kenyon Drake? No, no, no. I'm not worried about Kenyon Drake at all. I just want to see – I mean, in at Dallas, that, that, was t- that was a tough game for Edmonds. But I just want to see it happen. I do think he's going to take it over. But, I mean, I do think when Drake comes back, they're going to fuck around and they're going to put him in the offense and it's going to limit Edmonds a little bit. I do. I I, I I can agree with that. I agree with that. I think Edmonds will still be the lead back in that scenario, it. but Drake will still, you know, Drake will have some, t- and that's why I told people, I, I believe, did we talk about Chase Edmonds last week? I think we I talked did. about Chase Edmonds last week, um, we how hyped up I was, but I also stated that Drake will still have flex consideration a lot of those weeks too. That's yeah, how I feel. They're both going to get some run, but I don't let's know. Let's be man. serious, bro. Yeah, I. I mean, I. Drake is a guy. He's a bust. We kind of buried him last week, but I do think I, I just really want to see it from Edmonds. Um, I just wonder. I wonder how high his ceiling is. That's my thing. Is it an RB one? Is it an RB two? Right now, he has really solid high-end RB2 numbers, like you said, when he can go, he's a monster in PPR. Do, just do you think Do you think if you traded for Chase Edmonds, you'd be able to rely on him in the playoffs, Mike? In the playoffs? Um, in the fantasy playoffs, yeah. As as my my top running back or just to rely Not on in general? Let, let, we'll cap it as RB2. If you're going in the playoffs, Chase Edmonds is your RB2. There's nobody else in the back there. In the flex spots, you have wide receivers. Edmonds is your last running back. He faces in week 13, the Rams, and then 14, Giants, 15. Well, week 13, regardless, I don't care about week 13. If I'm, if I'm in the playoffs, I'm talking week 14. You got some, Chase- some, league, some leagues do weird shit. Yeah, well, Sometimes it's 13 to 16. But uh, the Super Bowl would be San Francisco. I'm I mean, into, that I'm into weird shit, but not in – not in fantasy football. I just like doing things like the normal way. And right. I think most people do. And that starts in week 14 against the Giants. And Chase Edmonds will eat like he did last year. I mean, mm-hmm. their run defense is, you know, has been pretty good to say the least. I'm not going to shit on them, but I think Chase Edmonds could do a damage. Week 15 is going to be an issue when you face the Philadelphia Eagles. And then week 16, he faces the 49ers who, you know, they're still pretty yeah. respectable, not great. So, yeah, they're, you know, they're not what they were, but they're, it's respectable. But as a running back, too, I definitely would be um, – I, I would I would be all over Chase Edmonds in the playoffs still because obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of those team, a lot of those teams are good against the rush, but you got to remember Chase Edmonds is a versatile player, and he he does a lot as a pa- he could do a lot as a pass catcher as well. And this is not some ordinary offense. This is Cliff Kingsbury's offense, who is which oh, yeah. is a little more advanced, um, a, a fast pace. Put uh, you know, shove the ball down your throat, throw the ball deep. Uh, they, they they're doing everything in this offense, and it's awesome to see. So I don't know that that's Chase Edmonds, his talent level, his skill set mixed into this offense. I think meshes well. Um, to me, I I feel like if he's your running back too, going into the playoffs, I'd be pretty fucking happy. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. And and I would I'd still go make a move for him if you can. Um he's getting he's named in a lot of trades. A lot of people are a little nervous about him. Just with Yeah, Drake you and- you sound like one of those people, man. I the hesitation I in your voice. It's hard for me because the way they made it seem was Drake was going to be the guy. Yep. And then what we saw was like yeah, Edmonds was banged up, but Edmonds was taken over, Drake was taken over. I just don't when Drake comes back healthy, it's going to be – I think Edmonds needs to have monster games when Drake is out. He needs to take the job, yep. rip it from him so it is a situation where they're not splitting carries. I just really want to see it. Well, he's got Edmonds. he's got a couple of 
very nice matchups to prove it, you know, right now before it starts to get to the nitty gritty tougher teams, you know, I mean, Miami, you said Miami has been getting better, but still that's a team he could do damage against Buffalo. We've seen Buffalo's defense this year. It's, it's disgusting. Then he's facing Seattle. Uh, the Patriots aren't who they used to be. There's a couple of games with there. I mean, Drake could be back soon, but still, that those if you want to fucking show that you're worth the top, you're the top guy on the team. Those are some good teams to do it against. Exactly, that's right. I mean, yeah, of we're definitely gonna have right. to. We're we're definitely gonna have to see. I mean, I I still like him. He's obviously a must start, like Mike said. And speaking of must starts, Mike, you ready to hop into the start? And starter sits real quick. Gang, gang. I'm all about it. Let's go. Gang shit. All right. These are the most I've been – I was going through the Twitter. A lot of questions we're getting. These are the top four we're really getting a lot of questions on. First one, Mike uh, Mike Williams of the Chargers, who I buried last week but ended up having a pretty big game with a touchdown uh, from your boy Sherbert, even though they blew it yeah, in the last – that was a tough game to watch, man. But Williams is going up against Vegas at home. What do you think about him? You starting him? Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, two huge performances in the past three weeks, and he had one dud game. Uh, like disappeared. Yeah, man. Uh, and this may surprise people, but I, I think I'm sitting him this week. Yeah, me too. And it, it's tough for me because I kind of like the matchup, but he's just he's so like boom, boom or bust. And if you look at the season um, he's had – I think like three games, he's at four or less targets and three games he's at eight or more. So what Mike Williams am I getting? He's risky for that reason. And obviously ceiling's high, especially in a solid matchup. I mean, I think the Raiders are a pretty, pretty good matchup. They have some young, good cornerbacks there, but still, I think Mike Williams could do damage, but at the same time, you may not. It's just, he's so boom or bust. And you probably, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm looking at your rosters right now because I know everyone's rosters. You probably have two guys two receivers better than him to start. So in my mind, I think I'm going to sit him. I'm going to sit him too. I'm going to start guys like Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin over him, but I am going to start him over guys like, you know, Jerry Judy. And if, you know, Scotty Miller for sure, he's definitely in between that tier, but yeah, no, I'm not in love with Mike Williams. I really got to see some consistency out of him. Um, Next up, we got Melvin Gordon at Atlanta. Didn't find the end zone last week. There's some buzzing that he's going to get suspended for the DUI situation, but he is active, it seems. Um, you know, he's the P, he's the PPR. He's been getting targets. What do you think, Mike? Is it are we looking more Lindsay there, or are we still going to try to pop Gordon in because that's a great matchup against Atlanta? Well, that's the other issue uh, you said right there, Lindsay. You know, people are starting to panic about Lindsay because uh, Lindsay, he's coming back from injury and he's looking great. He's getting more volume. And I talked about Lindsay in the offseason. And that was one of the reasons why I was kind of worried with tr- picking Melvin Gordon so high because Philip Lindsay's like, I Denver's always trying to push him away, it seems like. And he's pushing right back and he's always being pretty reliable for them. Um, but I, I'm still starting Gordon. I, I, I like Melvin Gordon. Um, he wasn't an efficient runner last week. He saw just eight carries, but that's kind of how the game panned out. So I know that, I, I, like, I know some people are kind of panicking because of what they saw last week. But he also was targeted like seven times in the game. He had six catches. He does it out of the backfield. He's a low end running back two to me. I feel like against the Falcons, which you said is a pretty good matchup. So, oh yeah, I think. Um, I think, you know, he's still seeing a high workload. He's on the field a lot, and he's probably their best offensive player, one of their best offensive players on the team. So yeah. I'm starting Melvin Gordon. He, I'm starting him too. I think he's a perfect flex player yeah. this week. I think he's better than um, – than, who's the other running back? I'm drawing a blank. Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. I think he's better than Lindsay. I think this is a game where they both could get into the end zone. Uh, but it, rest of the season with that suspension, I don't know. But Melvin Gordon, I definitely like him. He, he's he's involved in now that Drew Locke is back, who sucks, but he's still better than all the other guys that they have. Um, now that we got Locke back, you can tell they're really trying to get Gordon the ball more. In PPR especially, g- give me a running back that's going to give me seven to eight targets and you know he's going to 
bring in all of them. I'll take that in my flex all day long. I'm definitely starting him over um, certain guys, even like Le'Veon Bell, who, Mike, he's our next starter sit. How do you feel about him going up against the Panthers? And real quick, I just want to give you a little bit of an update of what happened uh, last week. So he rushed the ball six times for seven yards. He got all of his targets, only three, I think, for 31 yards. Him and Clyde Edwards both got nine touches, um, and he ended up having more yards than Edwards, who your boy, Edward, you got some experience. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? Break break down the Chiefs backfield for me because we're getting a lot of questions about these guys. I'm just I'm kind of like uh, flabbergasted at the Ooh. Chiefs. Yeah, you like that? Uh, Chiefs oh, running yeah. backs this year, man. I really expected more out of Clyde Edwards. Not that he's been terrible. Um, I don't know exactly where he ranks right, uh, for running backs, but it's just not how we thought he was going to come out of the gate. How I thought he I was can look, come but it's not gate. for it's not first or second round. I can tell you that. No, absolutely not. And you know, um, it's it's not pretty with the Chiefs running backs how they utilize them, how the production that has come out of them. So I'm sitting Le'Veon Bell, um, kind of for that reason. I, I just don't like. I didn't like. You know he's playing. He's he's playing the Jets last week. The second game on the Chiefs. He got at least a week under his belt with the Chiefs playbook and working with the guys, practicing and whatnot. So I was expecting him to come out and fucking dominate against the Jets, and he just was flat. He didn't look. He didn't look that good. So, well, um, good. The thing with so the Jets, we're Jet fans. I know we're probably two of. 10 people that watched any of that game. Um, but you could tell that they made it a priority, the defense to shut down the run because they didn't want Bell to really get loose on them. Um, and they did that. Believe it or not, Clyde Edwards um, on my app here is the ninth running back overall. I mean, he has had some good games, but not really what we expected. No, um, You know, I, it's tough. I, I don't know. I think Bell might be done. I don't want to say that really? too early. Just because it's like, what are we doing here, man? Like, I need to see. I need to see something from this guy. I mean, I was a big supporter of him in New York, and yeah, Adam Gase fucked him over. But how many excuses are we going to get for Le'Veon Bell at this point? I mean, he's getting the same amount of run as the other running back. They like him a lot. They like his skill set. Maybe he's not done yet. I'm not saying he's droppable at all. It's still Le'Veon Bell for Christ's sake, but he's in a high-powered offense. It's not the most complicated offense. He's been playing uh, football for a long time. He's a veteran in this league. I really want to see something from him, and I'm not going to start him until I see it. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. Uh, as a Le'Veon Bell owner, if you have him, you're very frustrated a lot of guys drafted him this year thinking he was going to kill with the Jets and, you know, Adam Gase and we, we know what happened there. Now he's with the Chiefs. He's in that system and we're expecting huge numbers. I th- I think down the line he's going to start to produce more. I mean, he just got there. Most of these guys, when you join a new team, it's in the offseason. You have months of preparation and uh, building chemistry and getting to know a playbook. Like you said, it's a it's a simple playbook. It's a more sim- simple uh, offense, but uh, I'm expecting more. Just because what we've seen with running backs paired with Patrick Mahomes this year, I mean, uh, in the past, like the success they have, I f- like it just makes so much sense that Le'Veon Bell can be that type of guy. I mean, he's not going to be – yeah, I still think Clyde Edwards is is the running back to own there. Obviously, uh, Le'Veon Bell's not going to kick his ass yeah. out of town, but still, I think Le'Veon Bell's going to warrant flex play in a lot of games. But until I see it on the field, I I have to sit him. Yeah, I I agree with you. And going into our next, this one's tough, Mike. Honestly, we talked, we touched on him a little earlier in the podcast. We covered the whole Cowboy situation last week and we ended up being right with sitting all the Cowboys because even with our boy, our Italian brother, Benny Gabagool, your full brother, my half brother, um, you know, they they really looked like shit. Are we and now they have an even worse matchup. We we told you Zeke's <laughs> Zeke's schedule gets so hard and it looks like he doesn't look right running. 
people are saying it might be a little bit of a hamstring issue. The offensive line is a disaster. Uh, time to pull the curtain back a little bit for the GCF fam in our me and Mike's league that we have with our friends. I mean, Mike, how old is that league now? Almost ten years old. Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's got to be close to it. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike made a huge trade for Zeke, and it doesn't look like it's paying off. Are we starting him, Mike? Are we really going to start him against the um, Steelers? Or uh, I should put it this way: Are are we really going to bench Ezekiel Elliott? Well, first, um, you know, my condolences to my blood brother Benny Gabagool because yeah. Gary right. Gilbert or Cooper Rush or the my neighbor is going to be the starting quarterback it looks like this week for Seriously. Dallas but um you know say a prayer we're going to start Zeke this week bro wow we're really say a prayer bro we're going to start him and it's like you say almost a rosary yeah man our father oh god I'm burning you you almost have to start <laughs> him as like your running back to flex play yeah. unless you're just that deep at running back let's Which not you're probably not you're probably not so, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's unless, you know, maybe you made some great additions down the line, you know, you got James Robinson earlier on, maybe you picked up oh, some yeah. running backs, um, you know, off the waiver wire, you've been listening to grand central fantasy. I don't know, but you know, let's not forget Zeke was on a pace a few weeks ago, like not too long ago, like shattering the most catches in a season for himself. Um, breaking mm-hmm. his personal record. So I think they're going to feed him one way or another. We saw against Dallas. I mean, he had a lot of carries. I think he had about, what, 18 or 19 carries last week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're still going to feed him. What the production is going to be from that, probably not going to be great. But when you mix him, mix in like this high volume, high volume with them, um, I think he can produce somewhat of running back two numbers. I mean, if they're going to feed him 20 times and target him out of the backfield seven, eight times, he he could warrant running back two numbers. Right now, I I was pretty generous in uh, my rankings, and I put him 14th, um, which that, is yeah. pretty generous, but it just – it kind of just speaks to the 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 – talented player that he is it, it sucks man the, no Dak putting all the pressure on the running situation the offensive line they lost all these big name players they're shuffling guys around Mike McCarthy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing it seems like um but at, at the same time I just feel like you got to start you got to start him if he's on your team so definitely bench Zeke this week I don't like him at all going up against the Steelers. If he plays, Mike, I don't know if you saw, but they're just they reported a couple hours ago that he was limited in practice today with hamstring strain. Yeah. Um, he did practice. I'm not worried about him playing. He's never missed a game in his career, I believe, for injury. I mean, obviously suspensions, um, but for he's never been hurt. He, his, if this is if his hamstring is really giving him issues. This would make sense because like Mike said, they're running the ball. They're giving him opportunities. He's just really not making too much out of them. Now, I don't really put it all on him because the line is really banged up. They can stack the box against the Cowboys because you already know they're not going anywhere or doing anything in the air really like if they had Dak. Um, And honestly, before Dak got hurt, Zeke was you know maybe not hitting – his top three overall drafted numbers as we expected. Like we see Kamara is doing even like Derrick Henry, Dalvin cook. Uh, but you know, I just, I just don't see after three straight weeks of this, he hasn't had a hundred yard game all year. He's only had one uh, run of over 20 yards all year. I just don't think this is the same guy. I get it. You don't, if you don't have any other options, of course, I'm in a league where I have Zeke and James Robinson, and that's it. Those are the only running backs I have on the roster that are startable. So, of course, I'm starting him this week. Um, but, you know, if you have other options, like, Mike, your rankings, you have him 14th. I feel comfortable starting. You have Antonio Gibson behind him at 16. You have Montgomery behind him at 15, even Melvin Gordon at 20. You know, I wouldn't mind starting those guys over him just because of the injury. And, you know, I just think and something's the up with him. too. 
the matchup's tough. Steelers are no joke. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the matchup too, you know, and like I said, I was being pretty generous there. It's kind of hard to put some of these other guys ahead of them. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I put David Johnson in front of him. Um, yeah, you're not going to put Jim Michael Hasty. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, it, it's hard, but that's where we're at. And it, you know, I feel like it's it's probably going to keep dropping. He's going to keep dropping further and further down in the rankings, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is crazy, man. It really is crazy to see what's going on with Zeke. Uh, and you know, what's kind of interesting too when you think of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. You know, he never he never really utilized the running game too. So when you were speaking to you know Dak Pratt. Um, when Dak Prescott was healthy and Ezekiel was on the field and he never had a hundred yard rushing game. Um, you know, th- that kind of speaks to Mike McCarthy's philosophy, offensive philosophy and stuff too. Yeah. As he, he leans more on the passing game as Dak Prescott was putting up historical numbers before the injury. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I'll take Zeke getting, maybe not getting as many hundred yard games or getting close hundred yard games, but if he's getting more catches in the backfield, remember in our preview pods, that was our biggest knock on him, right? Mike, like, Oh, he doesn't really get a lot of catches. If he's getting catches in PPR full point PPR, PPR, especially, I mean, he on in a perfect world, he's a bigger, stronger, faster version of Kamara. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not faster, but you get my point. Well, Um, if, if you look, um, in the, his first six games, he was targeted out of the backfield in uh, at least seven times. Um, I'm sorry, seven times, at least seven times of four games. Week two, seven targets. Week three, 11 targets. Week four, eight targets. Week six, 10 targets. I mean, this guy was seeing catches. He was, he, they were going at him and he was on pace for, you know, a career high. But then now, now you look the last two weeks. They haven't really fed him um, out of the backfield in that sense. Yeah, he, he, he's got a total of four targets the last two weeks. So I feel like they got to start utilizing him um, in that sense too. Especially, you know, these no-namers are going to be feeling pressure. They need a safety blanket. You know, they get pass rush is going to be coming at you. Dump it off to your running back right there, you know. That's how it is, man. That's I mean, what you got to pray for. Like I said in the beginning when I, you know, when I said start him, say a prayer, man. Hand together, our father, whatever you're in heaven. I don't know. <laughs> We're a big Grand Central Fantasy, the number one uh, Catholic podcast out there. Just so you know, um, Mike. Let's. Uh, we're down to our f- f- two final segments. You got your must starts. I got my little bit of trade uh, target talk. Why don't you go ahead, bust into those must starts real quick? Okay, you know, um, as I am the person who I am. I, I just yeah. things just come way too easy for me in fantasy football. So I'm uh, gonna yeah. try to I'm gonna try to challenge myself a little more. Um and I'm gonna start with Damian Harrison versus the Jets. Ooh. So yeah, man. Um I like it. He's quietly ran away with the Patriots backfield, and that's not easy to do in a Patriots offense. Uh, usually, we're, we're used to like a carousel of backs from the Patriots. One week it's this guy, the next week it's that guy. But Harris has been the captain uh, of the ship for running backs, and he finished as a running back one last week. He eclipsed a hundred yard mark, got his first touch on the season, and that was the second time he reached a hundred yards in the last four games, which. Um, you know, has to be hard for a running back who has a passer like Superman. So uh, defenses, you know, know to narrow in on the Patriots run game and Harris, he could give two shits, you know. Uh, yeah. He's facing the division Jets, who's ranked seventh worst in fantasy against running backs. Uh, should be a fun day for Harris and for people who own him, start him, high end running back to upside. Love it. Um, the next guy I'm going with is Justin Jackson versus the Raiders. And I'm expecting a big day from Jackson, who's facing Vegas. Uh, it's clear Jackson is the lead back for the Chargers as he dominated the backfield um, this past week after, you know, kind of scaring some of us the week before. Uh, you know, the Raiders have been torched by running backs this year. And, you know, they've been playing better against them as of late. But I still think Jackson's going to do dam um, do damage not just as a rusher, um, but out of the backfield as a pass catcher. 
uh, because he's highly targeted out of the backfield. And he's been targeted, I believe, at least five times the last three games. Raiders have allowed the third most targets to running backs, which I thought was in, interesting. Um, so that's why I like Justin Jackson, who's going to handle bulk, bulk of the work. And I find him finishing as a running back too. start him, start him, must start him. Last but not least, someone you threw a little shade at before, and I was waiting to talk about him right now. This was one of your guys earlier on the season. He's disappointed, but the time has come for the great Jerry Judy versus the Falcons. Ooh, big Jew. It's time, bro. <laughs> it's time. And big I think Jew. I think uh, my guy Judy's he's ready to come on. Last week yeah, he led the Broncos. Yeah, me too, man. And I, you know, looking at the schedule and stuff too, uh, this is it. This is the time for him. Last week, he led the Broncos in targets. He had 10 targets last week in the comeback win you talked about against the Chargers. Uh, he had his high for receiving yards on the season last week, and he's definitely going to top him a week nine against the Falcons. And I think, you know, we see. I think this week we're going to see why the Broncos drafted him and sought sought out for him um, as he faces the Falcons, who allow the third most fantasy points to wideouts a game this year. Uh, at the very least, you're flexing Judy and fucking flex him hard. He's a must start. I think this is um, going to be the start for uh, something for Jerry Judy. Uh, Tim Patrick, who was you know seeing a, a lot of the work, who had a mm-hmm. nice. Um, he had a nice run going on. He's dealing with some injuries. I think now it's time for Jerry Judy to step up and must start. Those are my three must starts of the week. Yeah, man, I like that. The the oh God, I almost said San Diego. The L.A. Chargers running backs, they kind of give me a headache. I'm just kind of waiting for Eckler to get back there. But yep. getting to Judy, I like that pick a lot. And you know I've been huge on Judy yep. for – since he got drafted, even before he got drafted. And his schedule has been really hard this year, bro. Week one, Tennessee, then Pittsburgh, then Tampa, then the Jets. And the Jets was actually his good game, even though he had two catches. He had the 150-yard catch, and he found the end zone for his first and only touchdown. Then he hit the bye. Then I remember in the week six podcast, I picked him to kind of go off. Okay, well, he's got fucking, um, you know, Gilmore – going back and forth on him and Patrick in New England, and he only gets two catches. Kansas City, really no you know, excuse there. Their defense isn't that crazy, but he only had two catches, 20 yards. Now, last week, like you said, broke out a little bit, heavily targeted. He got four catches for 73. He's a big – I think he has the potential to be like a boom or bust type of dude, you know? Yeah. Um but we'll see. I, I like it. He's got Atlanta this week. He's got Vegas the week after, Miami, New Orleans, KC again, and then the playoffs we're talking. I mean, I don't know if you're starting Jerry Jude in the playoffs, but no. he's in Carolina. <laughs> Probably not. But, yeah. And the Chargers. So, yeah, I, I like him, especially for this, this week. I like all of them. Um, and then just to wrap it up here, Mike, you can check out my must-starts on the website, usually tomorrow or Friday. Uh, please disregard last week's must starts as they were absolutely ridiculous. We, we whiffed on those a lot, but they've been really reliable. Um, through the first seven weeks of the season, you can go back and check. I'm not bullshitting. They've been, you know, over 90% hitting, but I just really want to touch because we're getting a lot of trade questions and these are pretty big names. So I don't know if it's going to be easy for you to get, but there's a lot of fear around these guys. A lot of the um, owners of them, they're a little concerned about them moving forward. So these three guys, though, I need you to go get on your fantasy team immediately, okay? The first guy is my fucking boy, Nick Chubb, all right? He's coming back. The Browns have a bye. They're looking. He's going to come back in week 10. His playoff schedule is insane. He plays the Jets and the Giants. He plays the Jets in what would be the Super Bowl. I absolutely love Nick Chubb going forward. I think it's going to be – they might ease him in a little bit, like we're talking about CMC and Antonio Brown. But I really do think that Chubb is going to be a guy that could lead you. He, he's going to be a, your secret weapon. If you move a couple players for him, I think he's going to have a huge run down the stretch as well as our guy Austin Eckler. For some reason – Mike, I don't know if you have you seen anything about Austin Eckler being held out the the rest of the season. No, I haven't seen anything on that. I did 
you know, the coach spoke a couple weeks ago that it seems like he's kind of behind schedule. Um, yes. he's not, he's not going to be back at least at the beginning part of, um, the injury, uh, how long his injury was going to be. Uh, it's going to be the, he's going to miss a little more time than expected, but he, he, I believe he's going to be back. That's how they made it sound like. Yeah. I think he's going to like before the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be back. And honestly, like I think even if, if he takes a little while, okay, great. He's cheaper for you to go get. We haven't even seen a, glimpse of what he could be he never played with um mike's boy justin sherbert uh you know this offense looks totally different it's a very dynamic offense we've just been getting a lot of people asking us questions and they're saying oh are you worried you know if the Chargers are out of it they're going to rest him like this isn't a 21 year old prospect in baseball you know what i mean like this is a guy that they gave a lot of money to he's they're probably their best offensive player i mean you could make a case maybe keenan allen is okay but i think he's another guy that's a really good offensive weapon you can get, get him cheap he comes back a week or two before the playoffs to where he's boom hitting on all cylinders going to the playoffs he's a ppr machine we know that um you know i love austin eckler definitely go grab him and just to wrap it up I've been on this guy for a while. Mike has been too. Terry McLaren, scary Terry. I think you guys can go out and get him. If you can find a way to target him in trades, he's good enough, but he's still not getting the respect he really deserves, frankly. And let me just look up McLaurin's schedule because they're coming off the bye. It doesn't really matter what quarterbacks he's he's playing with. He only has two touchdowns this year, but um, in week seven against Dallas, he had seven catches, 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He's playing the giants this week. Then he's got Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas again, Pittsburgh, but then we're in the playoffs. He's at San Fran at Seattle, which I love that matchup. And um, to finish off in the Super Bowl, he's going up against the Panthers. So I love Terry. Definitely try to go get him. Um, Mike, what do you think about those three? No, nah, man. I mean, they all make sense to me. Um, wh- what are you going to have to get, give up to get Nick Chubb? I mean, I, I think, you know, with Nick Chubb coming back, it's going to be hard to get him, but it's probably mm-hmm. going to be worth it to, you know, to pay for him. Um, I mean, I, I obviously I love all three of those guys. I love Terry too, man. He kind of like, he reminds me of like Allen Robinson kind of like not the same player, but in the sense of the guy just gets it done with the fucking, you know, no matter how shitty of a quarterback he has on his team, the guy's always making plays, putting up huge fantasy numbers for you. So I, I exactly. love all those guys. With Chubb, I think you could maybe, I don't know. I think he's not going to be cheap, but I think he's going to be worth it. So like if yeah. you have a surplus of wide receivers, like, you know what I would do? I would do like, a wide receiver two and like chase Edmonds for Chubb. You know what I mean? See if the Chubb owner bites on that. Like maybe a key. What about, what about, um, would you do a Tyler Lockett and chase Edmonds or is that too much? I, I think that's, that's on brand. I mean, it's a lot. I would do maybe, I, I would first lead off with Lockett for Chubb straight up. Yeah. Because yeah. We can see, but that, that'll probably get denied. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I like that deal too. I think Chubb, Chubb's ceiling cannot be – people forgot about him. They weren't really putting respect on his name through the first week of the season because Hunt kind of stole the show a little bit. Then we really saw what Chubb can do, and then he got hurt, and that was six weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So I'd definitely go out there and get him for sure. Just get creative, and we got a whole week because they got a buy. So, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of the deadline, man. I mean, a lot of it's around – the we probably got about two weeks left before the most deadlines in league. So you definitely want to go out there and make some moves. And I think that's it, right, Mikey? We got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I just want to give a couple shout outs though to some of our followers. Cause I just, I just, you know, it's on Twitter cause we're always on Twitter and you know, someone was asking him getting a lot of CD lamb questions about if he's droppable or, or not. And I, to yeah. me, I think it's pretty, you know, I think you could cut bait with CD Lamb, in my opinion. At this um, point, probably, yeah. Yeah. But a couple shout outs. Uh, 
you know, Scuba Steve, you know, Scuba Steve, he's always asking us questions and he's My always guy. giving us love. Carlos, uh, another guy who's always asking us questions, always coming to us first. Uh, and how about Nick B? Nick B is always giving us a lot of love. Um, Nick B's the man, bro. He is. I, and I recently called him the goat. So, um, yeah, just, just want to give some of you guys some love who listen to us and follow us. And uh, there's Justin Parker out there. Um, a lot of you GCF guys, we love you. Thanks for following us. You're the best. We do it because of you. I don't really have any much uh, anything else to add to it. Uh, just keep coming to um, keep coming to our website, GrandCentralFantasy.com. We always got must starts, rankings, um, waiver wire, everything. We're the best at what we do. No one could fucking touch us. We're on our way to the top. Uh, anything else, Sean? Listen, you said it. I I couldn't say it better myself. All right. We out, baby. Peace.